Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always, Gator. Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios here at uh, Top Shooters in Columbia. That's right. It's a beautiful day out today. It is. It is a beautiful day. Very nice outside. Oh, beautiful cottony clouds in the sky. I know, it's all blue. Gorgeous it, blue sky, It yes. looks like the intro to The Simpsons. You know, the blue skies with Da-na-na. the big poo- poofy clouds there? Yes. Looks nice. Right before they pan over to the nuclear plant. This is really awkward, by the way, the way we're doing this. is I have to have the board <laughs> plugged in. We're out on like the little patio thing here at Top Shooters, and so like I have the board plugged in, and so He's we had to... facing away from me. We had to drag the table over here so I could plug the board in so i'm sitting here at the board and jeff decides that rather than pull up a chair to the exact same table and just share the table with me he decides he's going to pull up a second table and then sit at like the opposite direction so like if you think of a compass guys i'm facing due west but jeff is sitting at the north of his table facing due south so he's staring at the side of my head, and I'm staring completely away from him. And it's really awkward <laughs> to have a conversation <laughs> like this. I, I kind of like it. I keep twisting. I'm going to have a stiff neck by the end of this from twisting my head around to look at you periodically. <laughs> That's what she said. What? Yeah, what? you'll get it in a minute. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Anyway. Well, well today's got. I was referencing doggy style. I, I, I got that. I was. I was uh, or possibly the back nine. Oh gosh! Whatever floats your boat. Jeff's mudding it again. Um, <laughs> oh, so today we are uh, smoking another selection from the May uh, August my monthly cigars box. It is the anniversary box, and today happy we'll, anniversary. Happy anniversary. So it's actually what Tuesday. Uh, yeah. So Tuesday show will be the anniversary show. Yeah. We'll get to that those details a little two later years on. of this stupid. Ignorance. So so today <laughs> we're going to be smoking one of the two cigars that I picked out for you. The actual um, one you picked for me? Well, I did pick out two for you, but unfortunately I missed a very vital word when I picked out the one for you. Stout. And, yeah, stout. And so it, it was a little heavier cigar um, than maybe what I I don't know what could have given that away to you. I actually truly honestly tried. <laughs> I just <laughs> want that for the record. Like, I legitimately did try. This from the guy. That thought it was going to be four Connecticut's out of the gate. Yeah. Well, see, that ought to tell you right off the bat how much I I truly didn't pay attention <laughs> to that one word. But anyway, so today we're going to hey, be smoking the Bal- Balmoral and Yeho Exo Connecticut. Words it, mean things. It's a tor- <laughs> yes, and you need to remember that. It is a torpedo MK-52, which is a 6.2 by 52, uh, featuring a Connecticut wrapper. Ecuadorian Sumatra binder and filler made up of tobacco from the Dominican, Pennsylvania, and Brazil. This cigar uh, is rated as a mild to medium and received a 92 in Cigar Aficionado magazine. I am led to believe that this cigar is exceptionally old. Where does it say that on the band? Oh, look, there it does. Exceptionally. I'm like, I'm like, it has to say it on the band because that's the only show prep you ever do is just read the band. Let me get mine out of the cellophane. Of course. There we go. Man, that was quick. It wasn't that tight. You know, listener Doug, he, he keeps mentioning your cellophane situation. So, I mean, um, 
You just never know from one week to the next. No, I was going to say, it's it's how bad does Jeff want to trigger me? But <laughs> I think it's very soothing. That I, ASMR stuff. I do not think it is very smoothing at all. <laughs> oh. So this is my first cigar of the day. So hopefully that means that uh, I'll actually have a palate for a Connecticut. Well, yeah. I mean, hopefully. Um, it's a very fragile wrapper. I tore the wrapper. Oh, get, did you? Getting the foot band off. Yeah. So hopefully that's... You just went at it like a monkey with a not, rock. Not that big of a big of an issue for me. Did you cut already? Sorry, Dan. I knew I heard it, and then I looked <laughs> over, and I could see on the... It, it's a torpedo, and I could see the little tip of your I had torpedo to use had the, already <laughs> been taken off. Just the tip, just to see how it feels. Just the tip to see how it feels. Boy, I used that in conversation just the other day, and I can't remember the you context. You probably shouldn't. I don't remember the context, but it was really funny, <laughs> actually, the way it was. Um... Anyway, so yeah, so no, it's time that we go ahead and cut the cigar. And the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company. Dan's uh, gearing up, getting the orders placed, and getting the humidor all stocked up for the uh, big event on September the 25th. The Martinez Rollers event. He's got the guys from Martinez Cigars coming out, and he'll have the Always rollers. Always a fun time. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're going to have a... Have a good time there at Riverman Cigar Company. I've heard from a number of listeners talking about how they're looking to uh, make plans and come into town and everything. Well, hell, so, guys, everything else has been closed. Well, I was going to say, you can't go to a barn smoker. You can't go to, uh, no. you know, uh, the Cigar Fest or whatever it is up there in Pennsylvania. So, I mean, you might as well come out to St. Louis and celebrate with Dan the Man Ponder. I am looking forward to it. Me too. It'll be a good time. I'm going to be just fresh back from Colorado. I'll have all kinds of stories. Oh, you're still going to be coming down from your high. <laughs> I prob- probably won't be down from it yet. He's got his Rocky Mountain high, folks. I plan to. Oh, God. Anyway. So, yeah. So, seriously, guys, make your plans to come out to Riverman Cigar Company on Saturday, September 25th, and it'll be a good time. You're, you're going to enjoy it. And if you're not in the St. Louis area, which is a disappointment but i mean you can't box up the uh the event on the 25th and mail it to you no but you can box up some cigars and have those mailed to you because damn straight dan does mail order so if you want to support a brick and mortar and you can't make it on the 25th eh, at least give dan a call and he can get a box of cigars sent to you right away we may even want to do like a little facebook live or uh, instagram live that day on the uh, parishioners page or on your instagram we'll see I think that could be fun. We'll see. For anybody that can't make it, just to give them a little taste. I don't really particularly want to promise too much because... You'd rather under-promise, over-perform? Yes, because when you get there and suddenly like everything's going on, to have to remember, oh, I have to do this, I have to do that, it gets difficult. Okay, so, so if you're so in the I listening audience... prefer to, to just say, hey, be watching, and you know, you get what you get. If you're in the listening audience... And you would like us to live stream, you know, not a long time, maybe a little bit, just to kind of give you a feel, a little bit of the flavor of what's happening. What I'd like you to do is, if you have Nick's number, just text it repeatedly that day, reminding him to do it. If you don't have his number, reach out to him on uh, the Cigar Pulpit Instagram page and uh, just blow him up with messages. This is real brave for a guy that I could blast (laughs) his number out to everybody real quickly. Could blast his number out to everybody. Yeah, but they're not going to call me. You're the one that's doing it. 
I'm going to be busy. You're the one that would have to be doing that stuff. No, that's not going to happen. I mean, what are you going to be doing? Staying around? Smoking a cigar. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, anyway. I'm, I'm going to be doing what I like to call, you know, uh, interaction with the listeners. While I do the work. Yeah. This seems to be a common theme. Anyway, it's time to go ahead and cut the cigar. Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, we're going to go ahead and cut the cigar. See, I've already used my uh, perfect yeah, I, cut. Yeah, I know, because you, you, you cut prematurely. I have really fallen in love with this Undercrown uh, perfect cut, this big metal one that we got. Yes. It's nice. I've already got a gash in it, too. You're going to lose it. Well, I haven't lost it yet, but Some I am point. tearing it up. Hmm. What are you getting on the cold draw? Hold on. Let me let me take a drink of tea, a palate cleanser. Nutty, kind of caramely. It's a good cold, good cold draw. I mean, it's a Connecticut, plain and simple. It's a creamy, kind of nutty. Okay, I'm going to say this. I used my perfect cut. I got to take another. You didn't take enough off, did you? I did, I did a straight cut, but I did it uh, slanted. Scared I'm going to take too much because I've already done three. That's number four. Well, this is going to be really awkward if you get the plugged up one and I pick this one out for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that's a little better. There's a hard... I, I would have you feel it, but I've been sucking on it. There's Here, a hard spot. You want to you wanna um, do a V? Yeah, let me do a V. Let's see if Jeff Shanks is cut here. I did not. It's good. It's good. Although, now it won't open. God damn it, you broke my cutter. I might have. Okay, that's... Yeah, now I got to draw. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it was weird. There was a little hard spot right down in the uh, in the torpedo. I had to clean out my cutter there, man. It was... You know, all kinds of stuff going on in there. There you go. All right. Okay, so back so, yeah. to the cold draw. So on my cold draw, like I said, it was kind of nutty, kind of creamy, a little bit of caramely sweetness, not a lot, but just a hint of it. It was good. Um, You ready for this? Oh, God, something weird. Boston baked bean candy. What? What the hell? Boston baked... You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Boston baked bean candy. I don't know about that. That's not a joke. That's what I'm getting. I don't know about that. The nutty and the caramel, the candy flavors. Think about it. Yeah. I don't get that much sweetness. I don't if, get that much sweetness. If I could find a 1960s dime store, I'd get some and let you try it. Cracker Barrel sells those. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't been there for a while. <laughs> we haven't been there for the well, last say, trip. Yeah, that was last brutal. Trip, that was only a couple weeks ago. Food was good, though. Was it? <laughs> the checkout was the problem. That was good. I liked my meatloaf. How about you? Oh, I liked the. Did meatloaf. you ever eat the second piece of meatloaf? No. I'm bad about I don't leftovers. Understand you? I yeah. take leftovers, but I never eat them. So, no, I, 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 I did not. I either midnight snack them, or I'll eat. Usually, if I'm home, like uh, you know, with COVID, been home with Addie quite a bit. Um, you know, during the days when Kristen's working, and when you so, had COVID, is that what you're saying? No, during COVID, the whole thing. <laughs> oh, okay. When I had COVID, I had no appetite. <laughs> I couldn't even get off the couch. Savage. But that would turn into my lunch most days. Because Addie you. won't ever eat what we eat. So, you know, she's cracking a can of uh, ravioli or 
God forbid, ramen noodles or something. But yeah. Or I had to run out to McDonald's and get her nuggies. Chicky nuggy. It's nice that your 11-year-old requests chicky nuggy. Oh, no. She, if she heard me say chicky nuggy, she'd probably punch me right in the kidney. Mm. And nobody at the house seems to appreciate all the little, like, baby Yoda slang. I Okay. You don't either, do you? Not particularly. The little memes and whatnot. I know it. Chicky nuggy. Yeah. No, nothing. I mean, I get it. Uh, not my thing. Just don't. You just don't see the finer intricacies of it. I haven't watched The Mandalorian. What? So, yeah. What? You I'm, give me shit about my nerd card, and you haven't watched The Mandalorian. I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. Han Solo dies. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> I'm not my favorite story of yours. <laughs> it, it's it's at least in the top three. I still want to punch that kid. <laughs> But yeah, no, I should probably wait till he becomes an adult, so it's not a felony. When did that movie come out? Oh God, when was six, seven was years? A ago? number of years ago. He was oh, probably longer than that. I don't know. He's probably eight or nine at the time. So I mean, you know, we're coming. You're real, getting there. Coming real close to that age of sixteen to where I feel as though no, it's sixteen. No, eighteen. Oh, I'll punch a sixteen-year-old. Don't punch year old. a sixteen-year-old. I'll punch a sixteen-year-old. And how are you going to find him? Hmm. You should have reached out and like plucked a hair for a tissue sample you could DNA search him with. Let's be real. I'm never going to find that kid. That kid, he nuked my entire movie-going experience mm-hmm. and then walked into the night. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if we had our COVID passports, you could have the theater looking oh, up for you. Oh, God. This is Jeff's new conspiracy. Oh, he's pushing. dude. These are bad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let's go into what we have on our cigar, and then I'll explain to everyone. Oh. So, yeah, so I've lit up my uh, Balmoral Exo Connecticut. <laughs> what are you getting on your... Uh... Okay, Jeff's enjoying his cigar, evidently. Accidental <laughs> retrohale. <laughs> Did not, was not prepared for that. What are you getting on the cigar? Uh, hold on. It's just a nice shade-grown Connecticut. It's just very, very mild. Um, you know, it'd be a good driving stick for me. Yeah, there's a little spice on the retro hail. Yeah, whatever that it. was, I, like I said, I accidentally I inhaled. I could see how if you, like, did it and didn't realize that you were doing it, it could be a little much. It's it's a, it's spicy, not necessarily peppery. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's weird. I can't, My burn line's a little uneven. I, I don't it. know about you. Well, we're in a freaking wind tunnel. It is really windy out, and I also have, like, a little, like, Little burn hole, little mouse hole. A little mouse hole go when you know, I see kinda that. Kind of pop in there. Oh, so. look at mine. It's, it's one of those things. It's burning. It's a Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So every draw I take, it's like all of a sudden it's just like, you know, causing maybe little runs or something. I mean, it's. It's a whole new cigar with every it's a puff. Fragile, fragile cigar. Oh. It's fragile. Anyway, all right. So why don't you tell us how the big bad government boogeyman is going to okay. follow us? And it's not even them necessarily. Although they're going to force it. It's... Okay. So, apparently there's something in China called your social, like, credit score. Have you heard of this? No, I have not heard of this. Yeah. And... Well, okay, let me back up. You did tell me about this last night, but I have not actually, like, done any research, and I had never heard of it prior. So, So, and I've gone down the rabbit hole a little bit on this, and... Here's the deal. No, you can't trust everything that's on the internet. Quite frankly, you can't trust hardly anything that's on the internet. But 
I'm seeing this in, in, in more than one situation where people are starting to talk about how these, like, COVID passport things, because I guess we're all going to have an app on our phone eventually where if we want to go out to eat or want to go into a restaurant uh, or, a, uh, oh, like, a grocery store, movies, whatever, we're going to have to scan, like, as we go in to make sure that we're acceptable to come in. Okay. You know, and what it's going to be is, oh, well, it's going to say if you're COVID positive or COVID negative. Okay. Yeah, I get that. But um, how much freedom are we going to trade? I don't know. I mean. I have no intention. I'll grow my own food. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, come on. There's, there's, We're starting to get to. I mean, it's. That's, it's that, getting ridiculous. That's straight up Big Brother state right there. Yeah. So no, I they're going to track you. They're going to be able to track who's with you for the life of me. Think I, about that. I can't imagine that anybody. Well, <laughs> we are a nation of sheeple these days. But I will say, I do think there's going to be a, a very large percentage that are going to rebel against any concept like that. So, you know, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to see mass adoption of such a thing. Oh no, I think it's coming. And well, here's the deal. Like right now, if you have people that don't want to wear a mask, they're getting mask shame. You've got the reverse now where you've got people on the other side that are trying to pull masks off of people. We've lost our goddamn minds. Mm-hmm. No, we really have. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If I don't want to wear a mask, I'm not going to wear a mask. No. I may not come near you. I'll stay socially distanced from you. We've really lost Because you might our be minds. filthy. Well, and you know, and I... I hate to just be like, oh, I saw something on Facebook, but I saw something on Facebook. I saw a guy posted a picture, and it basically was like, you know, uh, do you want your day to be better and blah, 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 and all that. And it showed the guy sitting in the recliner watching the news, and he turned off the news and suddenly was, like, all smiling, you know, that kind of thing. Which and, is great, except we're journalists. Well, and a, well, but this is where I'm getting at. A mutual friend of ours commented on it, and it's like, yes, that's good. Totally shove your head in the sand and, you know, not under not know what's going on and that'll make your day better, you know, blah 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 and all that. Yeah. He's also in the in the media business yeah. and whatnot. So of course he has a vested interest in trying to protect the media. I on the other hand don't give a flying shit. I think that the national media, the mainstream media, and a lot of the bigger media is to blame for a lot of the, the corporate paranoia. Media. The cause, I think they're the cause of a lot of paranoia, a lot of division, and a lot of problems in this country. And to be honest, I do think people need to just turn off some of our our media t- mediatainment sources, you know, be it information or entertainment or whatever it is. It's like, you know what? Turn that shit off. Well, and the problem is you've got, you know, sitcoms or dramas on TV that have political agendas and are jamming it down your throat. True. I'm not watching a sitcom to get a political statement. I'm watching a sitcom to, like, escape for a minute. Well, people are listening to this podcast to escape, too, and here we are talking about this crap. It's true. So it's true. Maybe we ought to switch switch gears. So Hey, just keep an eye on those COVID passports, folks. Well, hopefully it's kind of a moot point. We don't have to. Well, apparently, okay, you said to stop, and I'm going to keep going. <laughs> apparently, this is happening in China, and, and these COVID passports are based on the social credit thing in well, China. I'd like to point out, Jeff, that China is communist, and we... Are a constitutional republic. Are we? Well, we're not a democracy. That's for damn sure. No, we're a representative republic. Exactly. Yes. We're a constitutional republic. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I thought democracy dies in the darkness. 
Oh, wait, we're not a democracy. I would say we're not a democracy. It's true. So, despite what some people may wish to believe. And it, it, it all depends on which, which side of the political spectrum you come from. You know, if you're a Democrat, you think we're a democracy. If you're a Republican or a Libertarian, you think that we're a constitutional republic or a representative republic. Exactly. Yeah. Which well, we are. Well, the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause, because, let's be real, you know, it's not majority rules in the United States. Yeah. It's, it's you, we elect our, anyway, whatever. We're not getting into a civics lesson at this point. Speaking of civics lessons... Not? My kid started kindergarten today. Well, look at you. I know. That's exciting. I feel old. I feel really old. You are. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> he was he was flipping a little shit when we dropped him off at kindergarten there. You'll have that. Um, teacher had to pretty much pick him up and carry him inside because he was not having it. But um, got a phone call about midday from the teacher. Which that was kind of like, oh God, why is the school calling me? Yeah. And uh, but they were calling just to let us know that, that the day was going great. Oh, that good. he was happy. He was interacting with the other kids. You know, he was having a good day, and everybody was all positive and, and sunshine and smiles. The indoctrination so, has begun. Well, you know, he's going to be a smart kid. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But I'm just saying, you, you know, know the, but but the social and political agenda. Oh my of God, schools. you are like on it today, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I want to do. I want to do conspiracy. You are like big time on it today. Man, at least he'll get taught to the test. Did you watch the unacknowledged? No. God damn it, Jeff! What is it? It's this documentary on Amazon that Gervais was talking to us about, and okay. I and I watched it. What's and the long and short? The long and short is basically all the like details about how the government's been hiding aliens from us that they've known forever about aliens. And I already like, know that though. But like all the like the black. Uh, uh, projects that are going on in the you know Pentagon that are off the books type stuff. Why that's why the Pentagon can't um, account for like trillions of dollars in spending. And, yeah, because who pays eight hundred dollars for a hammer? And how like basically like everybody thinks that the president should be able to go in and ask to find out everything about aliens. And they even bring up how Bill Clinton back when he was president, you know, he had he had basically said like you know. That he wanted to come in and open up the cabinet and file cabinets and learn everything about the aliens that we know. And basically, he was told there is nothing and, you know, whatnot. And the reason that they didn't tell him anything... Because he was from Arkansas. Well, no. But they don't tell the presidents. The presidents, they're not need to know. And the reason for this, and I thought this was really interesting, the reason for it is because the people in charge of, like, the deep background government, you know, projects and stuff like that revolving around aliens and alien technology view the president and the Congress people as temporary employees because they're going to get elected out at some point. Well, it's fair. So so there's no need to know. You know, I would make the argument that a lot of Congress should have been a little more temporary than they've been. God damn it. You're in one, you'll of, love the, how you're in one of you're back, in one you? of those moods today. I am, I I am in one of those moods. Speaking of circling back, what do you think get? about it? Think about it. When people God get into it, their guys, I'm trying. I'm when sorry. people get into their like late sixties, seventies, swear to God, I'm it's trying. It's retirement folks. time, you know, because they're not they're not paying quite as hard. You know, nothing against it. I'm getting there. I mean, I understand it. I'm already slowing down at fifty two, but I'm fat and out of shape. So you know, people start slowing down. But think about it. 
The people that are slowing down and retiring in and amongst us in our community are the people running Washington, D.C. Well, no, that's a valid point. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where if you're 50 years old and you're trying to go out and get a job, a lot of employers perceive you as too old, too stuck in your ways, untrainable yep. and undesirable, especially if it's a job that's going to offer you like, you know, um, some sort of retirement plan or whatever, because they figure, you know, we're only going to have you for maybe at most 10 years, 15 years, and then we're going to have to be replacing you. We're not going to get like a long-term employee out of this thing. But then, so so you have people in their 50s that are unemployable, but then you have people in their 60s and 70s that are running the nation. Yeah. Yeah. Just think about it. If Joe Biden but anyway. had just retired to the fucking villages down in Florida. The villages. Think how many people would America's still have their heads friend, right now over friend, in Afghanistan. Friendliest hometown. The villages. America's yeah. friendliest All those people hometown. wouldn't be wouldn't be dying right now the in Afghanistan. Villages. Fucking Joe Biden. Anyway. You know what? And here's the deal. I didn't have. Like, I want a little bit of sponsorship money for the villages. By the way. <laughs> yeah, really. I didn't have a giant hatred of Joe Biden. I'm not a Joe Biden fan. I don't necessarily like his politics. I don't like the fact that we have, you know, three and four dollar gas oh. right now headed to five dollars. You know, I could take a mean tweet and some cheap gas. I admit that. But True. I didn't hate Joe Biden. Joe Biden needs to fucking resign now for what he did to Afghanistan. Oh, but then we get and our Kamala. allies and the Americans that are still there. But then we get Kamala Harris, and I'm not a. I, you I know what? I can't you know what? Go that way. I can't go. That this way. is not a better the devil you know oh situation. Oh my god, he guys! Go. He is just all fired up today. What the Harris hell? Harris needs to resign too because she was back in March in Politico bragging about how she was the advisor telling him to do this, and you know it. You've read the story. I did. I actually sent you the story. <laughs> <You did. laughs> so you know what? You know what? President Pelosi. I, I'd rather roll the oh, dice. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Roll the dice with her. These guys need to go for what they have done to our allies over there. Uh, it is unexcusable. What you getting on your cigar? I don't know. <laughs> you don't sure know. you want me to keep doing two of these a month or a week? I, I, I just don't want you to. I want you to lay off the TV news. <laughs> no, this isn't. I've, I've done my research on this. I got into a whole thing on Facebook. Let's let's do our cigars, and I'll talk about that for a second. Uh, it is a <coughs> ooh retro hail, man. It's got a little bit of something, something to it. Um, it is it is a creamy, nutty, yeah, very mild, mild shade from Connecticut. Connecticut. Yes, yes. But that that retro hail, something. It is something that retro hail. know got what? A, it's got a little bit of punch on the retro hail. It's all. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna go crazy. Oh God, he's going really now is when you go crazy. It's got the almost like a spiced rum spice to it. I'll give you that. Yeah, actually, yeah. Now that you say that, I, I will give you that. Anyway, so I got into it with some folks on Facebook. Oh God, <laughs> I need a pedicure. To the point you even told me I gave myself one the other day. Remember, I'm making you a shiv. So yeah, I need a pedicure. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm like looking down at my feet because I'm so bored. How do I with make this, this so bored with this conversation? I'm like, oh, look at my nails. I need a conversation. So, the, you know, <laughs> I, I, I referenced a video from Afghanistan, and I I tried to Google search it after I heard about it. And when I Google searched it, the only people that had it up were either uber conservative sites, the News Maxes, and the One News America, and all those goofy things. Yeah, or um, sites from like India or the UK. Yes. 
So I put a post up and I said, hey, why is it when I Google this, I can't find it? And people came unhinged on me. Yeah. Because by the time they saw the post and did it, the American media had caught up, I think, and posted it. Oh, is that what happened? I think so. Well, and I can, you know what? Here, let me show you. I can oh prove it. Oh, my God, guys. This is out of control. I'm I sorry. I can prove it. This is Jeff's tryout tape for Fox News. <laughs> don't watch Fox News. That's the problem. Everybody's like, oh, it's all your conservative sites you're going to. I don't fucking go to conservative sites. I do the Washington Post. You go I do the New York Times. I used to do... Um, Naked News. No, I don't do naked news. It's way yes, right. Yes, you do. You do naked do, news. Well, not not that naked news. And the uh, one where the chick gets t- topless throughout the broadcast. I've never seen that. Is that where's she, that yeah, a thing? She starts off clothed, and by the end of the broadcast, she's naked. What? Come on. That's I have a whole no thing. idea what you're talking the about. The whole broad, whole news broadcast is just a giant strip tease. What? Well, not a strip tease. It's a strip show. <laughs> well, why? Why is this now? Why do I just now have this in my life? I, Jeff, I had no idea it was a thing. It's, it's been a thing. Anyway. Okay, so hold on. Okay, here we go. So let me prove something to you. Because after everybody excoriated me for fake news and all that, which I put up screenshots, I showed people what I got. You even Googled it and you got the same thing I did. I did. But whatever. But I didn't weigh in because I didn't want to get in the fight. Yeah. So Because quite frankly, I just don't. I mean, I don't care about a Facebook fight. Nobody has ever changed somebody else's opinion by getting into a Facebook fight. Oh, absolutely not. I didn't put it up to change opinions. I put it up to legitimately ask you a question. Here is my picture. Why is your problem? You expect people to Here is my legitimately picture. just answer the this, question. This proves what I just said. Look at the timestamps on all the, the four videos above CNN and just, then look at CNN. I just don't care. Just okay, 10, 10, 10, 6, 11, 11, 9. So, so CNN were, posted it two so hours. Two hours behind yeah. everybody else. So okay. when I saw it, it wasn't there. Okay. And I stand behind that. But anyway, that's what I'm saying. That's one of the conversations that, that came up out of this is how search engines and big tech give you the news that you want. Yes. It's, it's bullshit. Alg- it's algorithms. It's there shouldn't the same be an algorithm everything. to a search. It should just be what you're searching for you find. It shouldn't. Like, I sh- Google should not be able to filter my searches. That's exactly what they do. That's yeah, what it's all bullshit. And why do we put up with it? And what's because the alternative? nobody the, knows any the better. The frickin' DuckDuckGo. I mean, is that our only alternative to actually have something that doesn't filter you? And how do we know they don't filter? I have no idea. Yeah, it's. I, I'm telling you, there needs to be a big tech revolt. And, you know, people need to stand up for their rights. Which goes back to my original point. Don't, you know, get that covid i just keep coming back to what i was saying during, i was just keep back coming back to what i was saying to all during covid namely i'm sick and tired of this i want to buy an island and i want to establish and, and establish I my found own sovereign, us an island sovereign nation i found us an island now let's I'm be not, honest you and i would battle to the death over who's president was that us <laughs> i'm like <laughs> i don't know nick and stan um uh doesn't need another president. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not what it's going to be. Nikonia. Nikonia. Nick and Stan. I don't know. Gatoria. What? That doesn't set the right tone, I don't think, for my island. What? <laughs> Gatoria. No. <laughs> Fire Island. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. You know, yeah, you no. and I. You, yeah, yeah. 
You can go have Gatoria all you want. I'm going to go over and have Nick and Stan. You and uh, I on that island in the middle of the Mississippi River at the confluence mm. with the Ohio River. I told you, I don't want that one. into Lord of the Flies. I told you, I don't want that island because it's in the middle of the Mississippi River. And I'm sure that the United States would have a problem with me declaring an island in the middle of the Mississippi River, in the middle of the country, mind you. As a sovereign nation. But just think, if they come in and take it over for 20 years and then leave all the weapons we're going to have. It's valid. <laughs> but, but my point is... We'll have more Blackhawks than most other countries. More than 166 other nations. But no, um, <laughs> I do not think that they would take kindly to me declaring that island a sovereign nation. And I don't think we could withstand the might of the United States military for too terribly long on an island maybe the size of the top shooters lot here yeah. um, in the middle of the Mississippi River, which, mind it's you... It's essentially a, a sandbar. And it also floods every time the river comes up. Yeah, we're going to need to prop our structures up. Lots of up. stilts. Yes. And stilts can be taken out very easily by projectile weaponry. Just, just like like one National Guardsman with a chainsaw. All they have to do <laughs> is just go and get a, like antique cannon like you know from somewhere and just oh. launch a cannonball and take out the stilts. Some field guns. Right? I mean, <laughs> they could take us out with Civil War weaponry on that thing, dude. Let's be real. They don't need to give us Blackhawks. Oh, my God. When they leave in 20 years, we're going to have the biggest collection of muskets known to man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I I don't think that island serves our purposes. Just a I, shit ton of hardtack over and, in the and corner. And also, you know what? If I'm going to go so far as to get myself an island and establish my own sovereign nation... I want it to be a tropical island. So you want to Epstein it. But see, here's the problem with Epstein <laughs> Island. All all the yeah. underage sex? Well, yes, exactly. Yeah. And it, it, think of it kind of like a house. It's tainted. That's the murder house. Or in this case, that's the underage sex island. The rape house. You don't want to buy the underage sex island immediately after Epstein. I would assume you're going to get a good deal on it, though. Yeah, you, nah, you will. But... Is that deal worth the taint? At the, what cost? The, the taint on the island. And I don't, stop, I don't mean that taint. <laughs> anyway, um, so what you need to do is you need to let somebody else buy Epstein Island next. And then maybe one more person after that. Then, instead of it being, <laughs> oh, hey, that's the underage sex island, it's, oh, hey, that's Bob and Joe's island. That island will never be Bob and Joe's island. It will always be the no, underage sex island. At some point... You kind of move away from that, and history kind of come on. History for Christ. If 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 today's day and age doesn't teach you anything, it's history a, history forgets. No, history doesn't forget. Now people do, but history doesn't. Well, let me ask then you. Then that's question. all that matters. People I'm going to steal this line from and National then at that Treasure. point you can buy it, and it becomes Nikonia, and nobody cares. No, but I'm if it steal... becomes Nikonia now, it's going to be oh Nikonia, where kids used to get raped by po- politicians and actors, and, yeah. and the the hoi folloi. yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna use a line from National Treasure. Okay, mm-hmm. have you ever heard the term "His name is Mud"? I have. Do you know what that means? No. It refers to Doctor Mud that patched up the guy that shot Lincoln. Oh, um, Lincoln or Booth? It, he patched up Booth, the guy that shot Lincoln. Yeah, but you John said Wilkes the, Booth. But you said the guy who patched up Lincoln. That shot Lincoln. If we go back to the tape, I think I said... Okay, fine, Lincoln. whatever. Anyway, so yeah. No, I had... So he patched oh, up God. John Wilkes Booth. Now that you've said that, he was, I have heard that before. He was tried for treason. Yes. He was later... It was later either commuted or uh, wiped out. 
but it doesn't matter. No. His name lives in infamy. His name is Mud. I have heard that before, now that you say that. History doesn't forget. Yeah. People don't know the origin, but they say it. But at the same time, I think after a while, it's not as... I don't think it's going to be quite as bad to buy the Epstein Island four owners in versus immediately following. Still there. Like I said. And by the way, it was National the Treasure 2. It's not the murder house anymore. It was the Book of Secrets many, one. After that many owners, it's not the murder house anymore. I want them to make another National I mean, Treasure. the murder happened there. Because National Treasure was one of the greatest movies. But it's not the murder house anymore. Wait, you know, and it, it it's one of those movies that gives you a little bit of history. And yeah, they're, they're taking some editorial license with things. Um, I don't think there's a treasure map on the back of the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence or Bill that's of Rights what or whatever. That's they want you to think. Pretty sure that's not the case. You just need some lemons and heat. Well, lemons and heat. I thought you said lemons in heat. And I was like, dude, lemons don't get into heat. What are you talking about? Like a dog going into heat. I don't think lemons. Well, no, the trees aren't humping each other. I was going to say, I'm I mean, like, I'm pretty sure. God, man. Pretty sure lemons don't hump each other. No, you have to have a reactive agent and then heat. Okay. The acid and the heat. Okay. That's how you find the little, you know, symbol. Okay. For the masons. Okay. Have what you ever seen on? the movie? No, I haven't. What do you get Wait, on the cigar? you've never seen National Treasure? No. Oh, dude, you're missing out. I haven't. It's, I mean, it's a popcorn-y history movie, but, but you, there's a lot of stuff in it to learn, and then there's a lot of stuff that's editorial license and made up. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of stuff in it that if you learn, you're going to fail your history test. It, I'll guarantee you this. I learned more from that movie than I learned in my history class. Trico was, was not saying, known. What does that say about Trico High School? It says a lot. <laughs> Anyway. And that was before they taught to the test. Yeah. That was back when we were just warehoused. All right. Well, what are you getting on the cigar? It's, again, a nice shade-grown Connecticut. It's starting a yes. little bitter. I'm in the back half. I was say, I'm at the halfway point. Here. Are you hitting any bitter Connecticut bitter? Yet? Not quite yet, but I I mean, let's. I'm expecting it. It's there. Yeah. I'm getting it. Okay. But I appreciate the cigar. This was actually a nice choice for me. Well, you know, so you're betting five hundred. The uh, you liked that craft series. It was it was meaty. Yes, but I have you on tape saying that you liked it. It was meaty. It that thing hung on the rest of the night. I could not get the taste of that cigar out of my mouth. Could you? No. Yeah, exactly. I think it was the last one I smoked that night, though. You might have had one on the ride home, but it was the last one I had. I don't know if I did. I might have passed. That was a lot of cigar to end the day on. Kind of was. Yeah. Yeah. But. And, of course, we had our coffee beer to go with it. We did. We did. So, yes. Anyway. Guess what, motherfucker? Uh-oh. That means it's time for three cigars that we smoked and enjoyed this week. If anyone's still listening. I mean, you've driven them off pretty hard. So, Darby's coming out to say hi to us. How are you? Hi, Darby. That's okay. That's we've, we've got our pitcher of tea. We're good to go. We're doing good. Darby's new here at Top Shooters, so if you make it by Top Shooters, come by and say hi. Yeah. Thank you. So anyway, so what cigars have you smoked and enjoyed this week? Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes, I can do this. So, my buddy, I had I the would hope so. Flor de Los Santillas. Oh, you do like that cigar. I love that cigar. I've actually got one that I brought with me. 
and it's sitting here, going to be my second cigar after the Balmoral. Nice. And it, you know what? It it's a strong cigar for me, but it's one of one of my go tos. It's one of my favorite cigars. Nice. Yeah. Well, my first cigar is one it's a that, my father, by the way. Okay. Well, my first cigar is one that you and I, well, that I had while you and I visited the Hill Cigar Company the other day. Uh, I had the Camacho Factory Unleashed. And Ooh, I have um, not had that. It's a newer cigar from Camacho, and I liked it. It had a little bit of a uh, little bit of kick. Um, not not too bad. It didn't like kick me in the nuts or anything, but you know, it, it had a little bit of kick to it. A little bit of flavor. It was good. It was a good flavor. Smoked like a champ. Um, I would totally smoke it again. It was good. There I you liked go. it. Okay, now I'm going to shill for us for a second. Oh God! I had a Martina cigar, cigar pulpit series, Gator. You know where I had it? I mean, I ought to just put a you pin. You saw me. I really ought to just put a I pin. I smoked one of my own cigars. You did at the Hill. At I, the Hill. We I, were over at the Hill the other I day. I really ought to just put a pin in that and say they that just like, got you in. can't count that for the three because, I mean, you're like, oh, every week. It's like two plus the Gator, whatever it happens They just got them in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm all excited. And you know what? I, I even sold some in the humidor. You saw me. I did. Yeah. I did. Yep. Pointed them out to some folks. They were our cigar. Minch asked him if they had tried it, and you know what? They bought some on the spot. Very cool. Well, my second one is one that I kicked back and watched the uh, finale of the White Lotus. Uh, we need to talk about that, too. Uh, while smoking. I had the uh, the Unkind Grand Toro Ooh. from Blackbird Cigars. Ooh, nice. It was a good cigar. A lot of good spice to it, and good flavor, and good construction. I, I, I enjoyed that cigar. I uh, also had, for my third cigar, I had a New World by A.J. Fernandez. Nice. I like that cigar. Okay. It's 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 like a shade grown, you know, but it's got, it, it knows somebody. It's got some kick to it. Okay. And then my final cigar, I had a Perdomo. Uh, is a Perdomo. I, I, I managed to find. Sun grown? Yes. yes. But, it's, but it's not the, the 10th anniversary reserve sun grown. It's the Perdomo Reserve Champagne Sun Grown. So it's Ooh. what the the new red band, you know, Perdomo mm-hmm. Sun Grown. Um, it's what that, the predecessor to I'm that. I'm so disappointed. And our buddy over at, uh, uh, oh, Captain Z's mm-hmm. told me that they are going to stop making the Factory Tour blend. Yes. That's one of my favorite Perdomos, and I'm bummed about that. Well. Stock up. I have, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was say. I have you, have. you have as much time as you can find them, so yeah, stock up. Yeah, that's true. So if you if you guys like them out there, they're going away. I would, uh, if you find them, get them. There you go. Good cigar. There that was go. a bonus one there. So yeah, I did four. My God. What did you scamming out a fourth one there? I'm saying. Well, if you're going to scam out a fourth one, I'm going to scam out a fourth Uh-oh. one. Uh-oh. I had an Aladino Corojo Reserva Robusto Ooh. last night. While chilling out after doing uh, deliveries and stuff. Shout out to the uh, uh, studio sponsor. And let me tell you, it was tasty. Sitting outside, relaxing, enjoying the evening, watching a little Rick and Morty. It was good times. I've never watched Rick and Morty. Oh, I love Rick and Morty. I had a friend of mine who turned me on to it, and uh, I have been just marathoning through it. I'm, I'm in the fourth season now, so um, this is the last full. The fifth season's airing right now. Before so like we discuss White Lotus, because I want to discuss this because I finished it now. Okay. The, at least, I guess, the well, first season. We, okay. If well, there's a fourth season. Oh, or, I'm sorry. Second the season. Fir- no, the first season, if there's a second season. Yeah. I doubt there's going to be. It didn't seem like there needed to be. 
seemed like it was probably just a six episode one and done. Well, but they have people go back to the hotel again and do do a whole new set of people, like a Fantasy Island kind of thing. Mm. You're missing a pretty pivotal point in that, though. Yeah, and we can't talk about that, really. I don't want to spoil it. We can if we're going to give spoilers. We're, we're going to do spoilers. Do you want to close out the... Uh, the uh, three cigars we smoked this week? Well, I mean, we kind of did, but I will say, if you want, before we get into White Lotus, we could uh, hear the Final Third Friday review from our man Broccoli Rob. I think we should do that, and everybody can hang on for the White Lotus review. All right, so here's our review from Broccoli Rob. It's time for Final Third Friday with my man Broccoli Rob. Happy Friday, siblings of the leaf. This is your man Brock coming to you today from the Final Third Cigar Deck Lounge, smoking the Rocky Patel Cigar Smoking World Championship Cigar for the Final Third Friday Cigar of the Week. The Rocky Patel World Championship Cigar was given to me by Dan the Man Ponder of Riverman Cigar Company to see how long I could smoke this cigar to the band as per the rules of the competition. The cold draw has notes of chocolate-covered raisins. Upon light-up with two matches, again per the rules, the first third began with notes of cedar, earth, espresso, bitter dark chocolate, and dry fruit with red and black pepper lingering on the tongue and through the retrohale. The second third continues with notes of espresso, cedar, light earth, smooth leather, and cayenne pepper on the tongue and retrohale. At the end of the second third, and at the beginning of the band, the burn line was very wavy, which stopped my stopwatch at 92 minutes for the competition time. Nowhere near the three-hour championship wins of the past. Without the wavy burn, I could have gotten another 30 minutes or more out of this cigar. After removing the band and getting into the final third, I was getting notes of espresso, bitter cedar, leather, and earth that were present with red pepper on the tongue and through the retrohale. Ash held on tight, and the final smoking time was just over two hours down to the Brock. This was definitely one of my favorite Rocky Patel cigars I've smoked. I don't tend to go to too many Rocky cigars, but this one was definitely one that was in my palate range. In the end, I gave the Rocky Patel Cigar Smoking World Championship Cigar a final third cigar rating of 86. I enjoyed the notes of the cigar, but had some issues with burn that took away from a few points. I'd like to thank Dan for gifting this good cigar to me to sample and review. If you'd like to connect with me, you can follow me on Instagram at Final Third Cigar and also check out FinalThirdCigar.com for full reviews of cigars and other cigar related content. Have a great weekend and remember to relax, smoke the cigars, drink the bourbon, and enjoy each cigar you smoke down to the Brock. Until next week, cheers. I love to hear from Broccoli. He's a good man. He's a good cat. Good man. I think I, try- I feel like I'm richer for knowing him. I think he and Lisa are trying to come out to St. Louis for the Riverman event. Oh, that'd be a lot of fun. Because I'm pretty sure their anniversary is not too terribly long afterwards. Oh, it's cool. I think some sort of it's some sort of event. I don't know if it, I don't. I think it was their anniversary. I don't think it was a birthday. I think it was an anniversary. Okay then. Well, we'd see, love to I see. I want to get out to Indianapolis again because I have just recently learned. He told me about it, but I've done a little bit more research, and I really want to try it now. There's a steak place out in Indianapolis, a St. Elmo steak play, a steakhouse or whatever. Okay. Apparently, um, 
it's fantastic. And I've really? seen pictures. And, well, our guy, Michael Durso. Oh. He said it's his second favorite steak in the country. Really? And for him, he's a restaurateur. He, and, he has and, Hop House in O'Fallon, Illinois. Yeah. Or I guess... Is it Shiloh or O'Fallon? It's O'Fallon. It's yeah, it's right there, right on the line. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's right off of Interstate sixty four. But, but prior to Hop House, you know, he ran Porter's. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the guy's got pedigree. The guy knows his steaks. He's got pedigree in terms yeah. of restaurants and everything. So like, you know, it's one of those things that he knows a good steak. And so for him to say that this is his second favorite steak in the country, I'm like, yeah, I probably need to get over there. Now, from what Broccoli Rob has told me, it's not a cheap place. Like you're talking maybe about a hundred and fifty bucks a meal, yeah, you know. But but it's an experience. I kind of want to experience. Well, that. it was like that Brazilian steakhouse we ate out out in Vegas. It's not something I'm going to go to every week, but you got to do it once, you know, for the experience. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to Porter's? Yes, I, I like Porter's. Yeah, Porter's is good. Um, I don't go there on the regular. No, but actually, I think I've only been there one time. I took Kristen when we were first maybe, dating. Maybe twice back in my days. Trying to show off. Politics, you yeah. know, and everything. But They make a mean brownie, though. They do. Oh, my God. No, I know. Yeah, their brownies are incredible. Um, so, They're known yeah. for their steaks, but also get a brownie. Are you going to a Brazilian steakhouse this weekend? Because I know you were talking about it. <sighs> if I go, I'll probably go guys, by myself. Because, guys, tomorrow, Saturday, uh, well, tomorrow in terms of when you guys are hearing this, Saturday, the 21st. It's Jeff's birthday. It is. I'll be 52. I feel 25, but I'll be 52. You don't feel 25. In my head. You feel 98. In, well, no, my body feels 98. <laughs> in my, I have been road hard and put away wet, folks. But in my Ew. head, I still pull up to stoplights and want to race kids. Okay. I mean, most of them are on a bike or skateboard, but I want to race them. Okay. Do you not do that? Do you not still see yourself like, like you're younger in your head? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, well. Age is just a number. You can make the argument that guys never grow up, and I think I'm one of those. Guys definitely don't grow I up. Th- I was more mature at 25 than I am now at 52, or almost 52. Okay. I well, could think believe, about it. I could believe that. You know, I'm listening to Camel X, you know, and I'm watching, you know, like the news every night, and I'm working, you know, I've got a real full-time job, and, you know, I'm, I'm punching the corporate clock. I don't do that anymore. No. I own my own business. Now you float around life. Lay around in your underwear. Maybe take a bath. Occasionally. Occasionally. Once a week, whether I need it or not. Anyway. But I have a day after every poo. Oh, God. <laughs> but you can, I can make the argument. I'm more of a juvenile now than I was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've gone in reverse. I, I can't think of that movie where the guy ages in reverse. But Benjamin Buttons. Yeah, Benjamin, I'm Benjamin Buttons. I mean, my body's not, but my mind I is. I say, you are no Brad Pitt, my friend. No Brad he doesn't Pitt. bathe either, from what I've heard. There's a number of those guys, yeah. So, anyway, White Lotus, because we keep bringing that up. We do. Um, okay, this is a spoiler alert. You're yeah. going to want to shut this if off you if you haven't seen it. If you remotely care whatsoever about White Lotus on HBO, and you haven't watched it yet, yeah, spoiler alert. But if you aren't going to care and whatever, what you know, listen on. Can I give my review, and then you tell me where I'm wrong? Well, I'll I'll or, tell yeah. you if you and I completely agree because it was mine. it was an incredible show that went nowhere. There was no point. There was no point. There was no point. It to was it. six six episodes of nothing. I think it was supposed to be trying to make some sort of a statement about like you know the difference between 
like the one percent and the ninety nine percent, and like you know, there might have been a little bit of like white privilege in there and things like that and whatever. But by and large, I just thought it was a collection of people that were staying at this hotel in Hawaii, and you felt like weird shit was going to happen to them, and then ultimately, not really a lot did. No. No, it was very, very, like, anticlimactic. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't really get the point of the show. No. it. This is truly, and I'm going to use this line in the in the appropriate terms now, that was a show that insisted on itself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It really did. I will did. finally agree with you on it that. Really did. It really That is not the case for The Godfather, but I will totally agree with you that The White Lotus insisted on it itself. It was great acting. I thought I, it was good acting. The, I mean, I, look, I was, I was inter, I was engaged with it when I was watching lady, it. The blonde lady from Two Broke Girls made that show. She was hilarious. It was a lady that kept getting like kept going to the massage thing. Oh, and crying and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember her name. I she's, mean, you could totally Google the cast awesome. and like you know, actually. And you had that cat from Sahara and uh, uh, Saving Silverman. Yeah, yeah. He was good. Everybody was great in it. Everybody Every was actor good. was good in it. The the girl from uh, uh, True Detective. Yep. I can't think of her name. Yep. Is it Alexandra or whatever her name is? Why don't you Google the cast and then you I, can actually I like? Don't want, oh, yeah. I don't God, anyway. I don't care that much. But she was great in it. They were all great in it, and it went nowhere. Yeah. It it just it was kind of disappointing. Yeah, I almost wish I'd watched the five episodes and not watched the finale. I kind of feel like I got robbed of six hours of my life. Yeah. Watching it. Which is a shame because I was really enjoying it until I wasn't. Yeah. 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 I don't know. If if you're going to tell a story, have a point. Tell a story. Yeah. What movie is that from? I don't know. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, okay. But um, remember when he keeps pulling the the string? He pulls his own string to keep talking. He's making fun of John Candy. Oh no! When they're in the hotel, it's great. Um, no, at this point, I've got my Rick and Morty, so I'm happy with that. Is that a cartoon? It is a cartoon, okay. but it's super good. Never seen it. And uh, you know, what if is on Disney Plus? The second episode of that just came out. <sighs> this one is uh, what if T'Challa was uh, Star Lord instead of the Black Panther. So it features the final appearance of Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. Is the voice. He did the voice, yeah. you know. Well, uh, I tell you, that that's an actor that I'm really really sad about. That yeah. was yeah. He he was a real talent. Yeah. And the way he went out was kind of sad. Yeah. Um and, and then you got to uh, give him credit though. He did it on his own terms. I mean, No, he did. I don't think I don't think anybody in the general population knew he was even going through all that. I don't know. Well, I didn't. Then, and then he was going to kids, like sick kids, visiting yeah. sick kids in the hospital. And they're these kids are struggling with the exact same thing he is. Yep. And he's, you know, pulling it together and everything. I mean, so he's he, a class act. Yeah, you got to give him credit. And uh, so I got, I got, I got that. And then um, uh, Star Trek Lower Decks season two has started. And so between, I've tried to so watch between that. all that, I don't. I, I, I'm just like sitting back. I'm like, I don't know why I deviated to, to White Lotus. I probably didn't need to. And Kind of regret that I did, but it, again, again, the acting was great. The actors were great. The casting was great. The story just went nowhere. 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 Anyway, back to your cigar. Speaking of going nowhere, this show has pretty much gone nowhere. <laughs> between 
you ranting about freaking politics and whatever else, and then it's like, yeah, we, we, I mean, gone nowhere. Beware of the COVID passport. Gone nowhere. It's a show about nothing. We're, we're the Seinfeld. That's our episode today. It's a Seinfeld episode. That's really, um. It's a show about nothing. What's the word I'm looking for? That's really, uh borderline arrogant of you to like compare us but to that Seinfeld. was their whole thing when they when they did their show for nbc it was a good a show about nothing mm-hmm. i think you can make that argument that that's been today that's true i'll give you that so what are you getting on your cigar i'm down to the final third down final to the final third, third. there's a little bit more spice that's crept into yeah. the actual smoking experience um it's still a very smooth cigar still i i'd say it's ramped from the mild to more of the medium yeah on the back half of it um, so there is some development within cigar. It's not yeah. a one note cigar. Um, tasting notes wise, it's it's creamy. It's kind of nutty, but yeah, that spice is definitely ramped up in the back half. Um, True. And my burn line has straightened back out. I'll say the ash holds on really tight on this, you know. So that's nice. Yeah, it's been a really. Um, I mean, it's been a good smoke. Mine. I know you were having trouble again. We're sitting in a wind tunnel. But yeah, you were having some burn issues. I haven't had that at all. Yeah, I, I just... Mine's been impeccable. I'm thinking the wind tunnel. Yeah, I haven't had to touch up or relight or anything. I have some cigar stuff I want to actually talk about cigars. I love how you wait until 55 minutes into the show to do that. <laughs> hey, Got to give the people that held on something to listen to. Whatever. Yeah, no, let's not so bring this up comes cigar to stuff at the beginning or anything. From Tobacco Business Magazine. Okay. I just got the email today with this story. And it's seven upsell jump starts for tobacconists. Okay. So any of our any of our uh, you know cigar store owners or employees that are listening, okay, this is a really interesting piece. I'm going to give you the questions. Okay? okay, these are the seven questions that they're telling people to ask when they're giving people a tour of the humidor or when people come in and are looking for a cigar. So number one, have you seen this yet? That's just a great a great thing to say to someone. Yeah, because it it points out that you know it's new. Yeah, and hey, have you seen this? You know. The, the next one ties in with that. It's, have you tried this new cigar? I did Whoa. that the other day. Oh, you did a retro hill. Oh, my. I did that the other day at the hill and sold sold a Bishop and Gator. You did. Oh, my God. And you watched that go down. Um, okay, here, an upsell. It's, it's the do you want fries with this for cigar stores. Do you need a cutter with that? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. No, that is a good question. Because a lot of times with cigar stores, you got guys coming in that are maybe buying like four or five sticks for the golf course. Yeah. And they don't realize but they're not prepared. They're, yeah, they they get out to the golf course with their cigars, but then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, what am I going to cut this with? What am I going to light it with? Yep. And you don't want to light it with matches out on the golf course no. because you're going to immediately have those matches go out in the wind. So you're going to want to have just a cheap butane lighter and a nice little cutter. I mean, you can get a cutter and a lighter for. I mean, you can get one of the Vertigo Cyclones for ten bucks, and you can get a cutter for four bucks. I so, don't. I mean. For fourteen dollars, you can be You're set, set, and not just set for that once. I mean, the Vertigo Cyclone is going to last you freaking forever, and that cutter, yeah, you know what? On a four dollar cutter, the blade at some point is going to get little nicks in it, and it's going to be what it is. But it's going to last you quite a while, though. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so number four, I don't think I've ever had anyone ask this that I can recall. Okay. Would you like a humidification pack? No. That is a great question, no, though. It is. You know, get well, a Bova to pack. And I'll say it's something that when, well, like our buddy John. John, Our buddy John just recently went to uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, yeah. for his birthday. And he, he 
I had given him one of the Zeno Nicaraguas by Dabidoff. Yeah. And good cigar, by the way. He smoked that and he really liked it and he wanted to get some more uh, for his trip. So he went and purchased uh, some of those. And I told him, I said, he's like, he's like, what do I do with these? Like, how do I store these? And I said, here's what you do. I said, when they give it to you, it's going to come in like a little sealable plastic bag. I said, just when you're buying your cigars, also grab like a 69% Bovita pack. It's yeah. right there on the shelf, right by the humidor. I'm like, just grab yourself one of those. And, you know, when you get it, just take that out of the plastic, put it in the bag, and you'll be set. Yep. And he's like, that's all I got to do. I'm like, that's all you got to do. All you got to do. And he's now set. I'm going to go out on a limb is, here. And he's like, how long does that last? I'm like, till it gets crusty. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so you, you're going to get months out of that yeah, thing. Yeah, for his trip. It's yeah, perfect. for his trip. It's no big deal. And it doesn't even have to be a big one. You can get the little one. Exactly. A lot of places don't really sell those little ones. I don't notice. I do find them from time to time. Time to time. But most of the time, it's like the, like, not the mega pack. Yeah, that's 69 will last but you, the, like, like you said. But the regular size pack. Yeah, one of the yeah. big regular ones will last yeah. you forever. Um, okay, so they're the last three questions. If you like that cigar, you'll love this one. Valid. Not really a question, more of a statement, but it is because it's it's an see, upsell. And the thing about that, that's something that you, as a employee of the shop, you have to know your product. You have to yep. have smoked around. You can't like zero in on one cigar and just always smoke that one cigar. You got to smoke around because that way you can actually say, hey, if you like this, you'll like this, well, you know, that kind of thing. And you've even referenced that before. I know we've talked to Broccoli Rob about this, but he he's went really from good smoking about it. regular cigars. To just doing mainly the uh, Robustos. Yes. Because he's smoking so many and trying so many yep. so he can recommend them in the shop. Exactly. Which, you know, makes perfect sense. He's really good about working with people in the humidor. When we, when we I noticed that when you and I were out in Indianapolis uh, back in April. He's really good about going in the humidor, walking yep. you around, giving, you know, asking questions. We gave the chicken a tour. He, the did, BF. he did give BF a tour, yes. Yep. But anyway. So number six on here. Is I know you love that cigar, but I think this one would be a great follow up to it. I've never heard that, but I like that. Similar in tone to the last question, exactly. But uh, same concept. But yeah, still good. Again, your tobacconist needs to know your, their product. Yep. And number seven, which I think is great, this just came in, and all the customers are going crazy for it. That's that FOMO thing. Yeah. That's that. That's totally that fear of missing out. People don't want to be. The one, the one person who hasn't tried this new thing. Well, and and, and I'll throw know, that out there. It's it's, it's good with the uh, Yagua from J.C. Newman. Yep. If I had realized how good the Yagua was, I wouldn't have bought one or two. I would have bought a box of those because they disappeared. I mean, dude, I was telling you from the get go that those were really good. Yeah. I I you know what I had the to first learn for time, myself. The first time I saw them out, yeah. I bought one. Yeah. And I tried it and loved it. Yeah. So in all fairness. You did have somebody telling you that it was really good right from the get-go. I keep hearing rumors. Oh, they're not rumors. It's coming. It's coming back. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, no, the Yagua is... Uh, I've, I've do, we heard, have that, do we have that firm? Do we know that for sure? I may have been told by uh, Dan, Someone? The, Dan the Man okay. that uh, they will be uh, arriving sh- soon-ish. Ish. Ish. Uh, you know how it goes, guys. It's kind of one of those, like, you know, here's a target date. It could be here. It could be there. But, it, you know, the target date. I will date. tell you right now. But yeah. Sometime here in the next couple of weeks, stores should theoretically be seeing another round of Yagus. And from what I've been told, these might be even better because they've how had is that possible? more time to rest and to settle. Oh, okay. 
More yeah, time. They more, were good. More they, aging time on these. They were ones. wrapped in a leaf. Was it banana leaf or what? They were wrapped in something. Um. Uh, they take like yeah they take because like it gave a, them a unique shape. Each cigar had a little different shape to well, it. Well, they they wrap them together in like a little like round, yeah. you know, and tie it with the leaf, and then yeah, exactly. They all kind of are yep. a unique shape to them. But yeah, so, so the, I'm telling you guys right the, now, the Agua is coming back. You see that thing pop in, pop up in your store, you get some. Because well, I would imagine that this is going to be another limited round of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I'm I'm suspecting this is going to be one of those creating a buzz um, limited releases uh, by JC Newman. I don't know if they're going to do it annually or you know what. Well, I hope so. I don't I don't anticipate that it's going to be a regular uh, regular product for them. But I would anticipate though that yeah, you find that thing in your local brick and mortar, it'll be a limited release. Grab at least one. You're going to thank me. Oh. I'm going to be grabbing quite a few. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, I'm, Same still, here. I'm still sitting on my five from my original round of them. I have one. Uh, that, and now that knowing that they're coming back, I might fire one up here soon. Our, our interaction guest gave us, um, the, the gentleman that worked in the tobacco industry. Yes. He hooked me up with one. It was very nice. It was very nice. You know what else he gave us? What's that? Two Opus X. Yes, at some point we need to smoke those. Yeah, we do. We ought to have him back on for that if we do that. I think that would be nice. I mean, we can see. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Do we have a listener interaction coming up this week? Not or this, next week? Not the, not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Next Tuesday is our second anniversary show, where you and I will be going over our uh, top ten cigars that we have smoked on the show. Now, guys, you know... This doesn't give you... Like, That's right. It'll be the 31st. Really, that will be the last it Tuesday. It really You're actually right. doesn't give you any time. Um, I probably should have thought about this earlier. But here's the thing. I contend that it ought to be top 10 cigars that we smoked in the last year. So in year two of the show, and I contend top 10 cigars that we've smoked. It should be the top 10 over the course of the show. And that's because you want to be lazy and fill, like, five spots with ones from the first no, round. No, I think we're going to leave out some good cigars if we totally discount the first year. I'm not saying that we're... They, we've already given them their props on the anniversary show last year. But if they're still... If they're good and they qualify in the top ten, they should be in our top ten. I just think that it's... You do your list for the year, I'll do my list for the show. Oh, dear God. That's just goofy. <laughs> That's just goofy. It's just a constant battle with us. I just don't understand why you have to include ones from last or from the previous year. Because like, there's some cigars I don't want to leave out. So what happens if this thing? I mean, let's be real. You're, the way you're fighting me, this might be the last anniversary show we have. <laughs> but like, but like, you know, like, what happens if you go like five years down the road? Are there you might gonna, still be one from that first year that that ranks. You're really going to remember. You don't remember what you smoked three days ago without looking at your phone. How are you going to remember what you smoked five years ago to say, yes, that was You go one back of my and you listen to the anniversary shows. That's what it is. You're just being lazy and you don't want to go back over 50, you know, or not 50, however many episodes, 108, 100 and whatever episode, 104. I wish, and, I will admit, uh, I wish I had used my journal. Yes. And kept track. Oh, I say that all the damn time. Mm-hmm. I have all these. I have these cigar journals. I've had. I've had. You know, there was the one. There are apps that'll do it. And there, I don't use. There it, was so. the one gentleman that sent us the yes. special journal. I mean, I've had all kinds of journals. You know, either sent or that I bought. And for the life of me, I never remember to use them. And 
Yeah, I'm with you. At some point, I probably should start doing that. May- you know what? Maybe here's what we ought to do. Okay. Maybe for year three, we ought to make a conscious effort of that. And then that way we could start with that anniversary show. Okay. First first entry in both our journals being whatever we smoke on the anniversary show. Okay. What are we going to smoke on the anniversary show? Oh, I don't know. It needs to be something special. I, we, had, we had that ash in ESG last year. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm struggling to like think about what to go beyond that. We could do a fine and rare. Could. That's a good cigar, You just man. did that not too long ago, though. Well, I did it, but it was on, like, we were smoking a lot of different stuff because it was out of that, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, Cigar Rights of America pack. We do have the Opus X. It's true. We do have the Opus X. Yeah. Well, if nothing else, we got to get our buddy back on for a couple of minutes just to uh, talk about that. Well, I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. We'll have to figure it out. But, we will. But anyway, so yeah, so no, we've got the uh, the anniversary episode coming up on Tuesday, and then um, we'll have whatever shenanigans on Friday, and then the following Tuesday will be Listener Interaction Tuesday. And if I'm not mistaken, that those came to us from Listener Will, who was on our Listener Interaction episode on July 26th. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, like I said, he was nice enough to give me a Yagua. Um, he gave us the cigars we smoked on the show, which were the uh, La La Camica, La Cam, How do you pronounce that? I don't know, Jeff. You're the La one Camina. That's yeah. reading it. Yeah, with the La Camina. <laughs> so he was very nice. He actually sent him in a cigar pulpit tin. So again, thank you for buying the uh, Bishop and Gator there, buddy. So, so thank you, Will. Yep. So Nick's all bitter with me because I don't prompt him enough for this. But the cigar <laughs> we're smoking today is the Balmoral. Yes, Connecticut, the and it comes to us Connecticut XO. from our buddy over at MyMonthlyCigars.com. Indeed. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service where you can get a variety of cigars sent to your door every month. They come in a variety of size boxes. The uh, Robusto box is four cigars for $30, and then you and I get the El Presidente, which is eight cigars for $50. If I'm not mistaken, those are both covered by their MSRP guarantee. It is. Yep. And uh, the uh, El Presidente features two of everything in the Robusto box. Yeah. So you get... Sharing or hoarding, whatever you want to do. Precisely. And if you use uh, offer code PULPIT... P-U-L-P-I-T. Get your free shipping on the first box, as well as 20% off any of the items in Nick's online store, where he's got cigars and accessories and other awesome stuff. Don't forget the coffee. He's got the fucking good coffee. And uh, remember, you can rack up points using your Ash Cash account, so you can save money on future purchases. There you go. So it's and over at MyMonthlyCigars.com. Nick, before we, because uh, I'm nubbing this thing, and it's, I'm, I'm starting do- to burn my fingers. I'm done with mine, yeah. Okay. So so how do folks reach out to us on the socials? We are on Instagram at uh, The Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. It is my page. We're also on Facebook, where we have the Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Group. And we actually just added a gentleman earlier today to the group who... Uh, you know, we ask a few questions, you know, in order, when you're joining up and everything. Nothing nothing too terribly strenuous. Just kind of like, hey, how did you find us? You know, that kind of thing. Or data and, mining. Uh, no, no. And basically... <laughs> that, he, would, that would take a lot more effort on our part. He said that he heard about it on the show and, and you know, heard that people were having fun in there and he wanted in on the fun. It is a good group. It is a good group. And so... Um, anyway, you can join in the Cigar Pulpit Personers group as well by heading over there on Facebook. And then we have Twitter, YouTube, and guys, we need your questions for Ask the Boys. I say this every Friday, but 
Currently, I have one question on tap for the anniversary show, for God's sake. For the love of God. For the love of God, get a question in for us, for Ask the Boys, on our anniversary show. Um, Area code 863-874-0000, and uh, we'll answer it. I would even say we're going to be doing our top ten. If you guys want to do your top three from the past year that you smoked, call us up, tell us those. There you go. Why not? There you go. Why not? There you go. That's a good prompt for everybody for Ask the Boys. So, yeah, you can call up and uh, ask your questions and whatnot, but also include your top three cigars that you smoked in the last year. Absolutely. I think that'd be nice. I'm going to finish up with a retro hail here on the nub. Oh, boy. If it's anything like the last little bit of that cigar, it's going to... There it is. Whoa. Yep. I was going to say... Yeah, that that was a Connecticut that it ramped somebody, up and, yeah. and uh, met a few people about on the way. It is lingering in the nostrils. Yes. Yeah, so. that's a burn. I liked it. It's the Balmoral Connecticut uh, and Yeho or the Balmoral and Yeho XO Connecticut. Yeah, I don't know. It's like four things. Yeah, it's so. all kinds of stuff. It's good, but I will tell you, it is uh, exceptionally old. As Jeff reads the band. That's good. Good show prep <laughs> well, there, buddy. thank you. This was out of the uh, My Monthly Anniversary Box for the Pulpit. It was. And it was a uh, good good selection by that you made for me there. I appreciate well, it. Well, that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's because I care. It's because you, you care. I, I would say in this case, because I cared. Because Gervais cared enough. Because I could have just stuck you with, like, two really, like, you know. But in reality, you only stuck me with one. <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> Seriously, didn't mean to. Uh, Here, let me pick a cigar for me for Jeff. I didn't mean to. That's totally not how that went down. <laughs> you touted it up. <laughs> I, it kind of is how it ended up, but it's not how I meant it to go down. But. Well, guys, again, the numbers are really doing well. We had a little bit of a lull there at the beginning of the summer, which has ramped back up. And we really appreciate you guys listening to the show. We appreciate you telling your friends about the show. Yep. Let them listen to it once. If they hate it, so be it. If they love it, they'll stick with us. But uh, we really do appreciate it. Um, you know, it, it's it's fun to do this for you. And if you've got a minute, head on over to whatever service you get your podcasts from, be it Apple or Spotify or Podbean or wherever, and just leave a review, uh, preferably five stars. Don't leave one if it's going to be less than five stars. Yeah. And Call uh, us and tell us what you don't you know, like. Because that, that, that helps us uh, be seen by, by more people. It does. You know, the more reviews... And the more interactions and positive interactions we get on these plat- uh, podcast platforms, it does help push our show out to other people that are just searching for the general topic of cigars, you know. So um, it helps us out. So make sure you uh, maybe take a minute just to drop a review. It would be greatly appreciated. There you go. And so. I will say this, too. If you want to go on to the uh, listener interaction hotline there and, uh, you know, you don't have a question for us, you don't have three cigars that you want to do, just leave us a little uh, anniversary message. We'd love to hear it. Exactly. Yeah. That'd be nice. Well, Jeff, final thoughts on the cigar? It was a good stick. Like I said, it was definitely not one note. It changed up, especially in that final third. It really ramped up. Yep. Um, good cigar. Very what, good cigar. I, what, I'd recommend it. Was indeed a good cigar. The Balmoral, it. Connecticut. It was good. Well, anything else for the good of the cause? I think we have uh, just... Got it all out there. That's good. Yeah. Watch out for that COVID passport, folks. Dear God. All right. <laughs> well, guys, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit coming to you from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios at Top Shooters. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. Stay smoky.